Greetings, friends. Your host, Billy Dean Shoemate III here, and welcome back to another episode of, what is this? Strange Places. Wow. <laughs> yeah, i got to get back in the groove, don't I? When you screw up saying the title of the show, you've been uh, taking too long a break. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Thank you guys for uh, being cool about the break. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I wish I could say I had a good time because <laughs> it wasn't really about that. But uh, I got to rest the last kind of little bit of it. And um, yeah, that's that's fine. So I come back at you somewhat fresh. <laughs> but, you know, it's just personal family stuff. It had to be done. But uh, yeah, we're we're back and I'm happy to be back. It's nice to sit in front of a mic again because podcasting is one of my favorite things to do. I'm talking about a topic that I'm extremely interested in. These shows are fun, and it's uh, it's challenging to come up with topics every week to do, things that'll be stimulating and awesome to listen to. And it's good to tackle stuff that everybody else has done and every YouTube channel has done because I think we can offer more of a unique perspective. We're not just reporting on this stuff, right? We're throwing some common sense into the mix, which is very rarely done. So, well, without further ado, do I saying that right? Adieu. Adieu is like goodbye, right? So, without much further ado, there we go. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into this week's episode. As you can see from the title, the strange case of Zygmunt Adamski. You may have heard about this one. You may not have, because, like I said, we, I like to do the really famous cases and offer that unique perspective, but I also like the really obscure ones too that you'll have to search a little bit to find. This is one of those. Zygmunt Adamski. He disappeared from his home. His body was found 20 miles away on a coal pile. Yeah, Yorkshire Miner. This happened in 1980. He left police baffled and prompted alien abduction conspiracy theories. Do they hold new water? Well, we'll see. Zygmunt Adamski... He went missing under some pretty mysterious circumstances from his home in Thornfield Crescent and Tingley near Wakefield in June of 1980. So yes, we're traveling to England today. This is in England, right? I'm, I'm sorry. I am <laughs> I am from the U.S. I don't know. Like if you name drop these places, call me ignorant. But I have no idea where these places are. Okay, so this is, uh, this is in the UK. I thought so. Now, the 56-year-old miner at Lofthouse Colliery was known to many as Ziggy. That's what they called him. He set off on June 6th on a walk to the local shops to buy groceries, just like any other day. It was the last time that Polish-born Mr. Adamski was seen alive. His wife, Lottie, her initial suspicion was that he had been kidnapped. Five days after he disappeared, coal yard worker Trevor Parker found his body, okay, on top of a 10-foot-high pile of coal at his father's coal yard and Todd Morden around 20 miles away from Tingley. What's weird about this is that he was wearing a suit, but his shirt was missing, as were his watch and wallet. His clothes were said to be improperly fastened, and he only had about a day of beard growth. It was almost as if, and this is from a lot of people who actually viewed the body. When they looked at it, they said it looked like he was dressed by someone who had no concept of clothing. 
who just saw him in clothes and figured this was how you were supposed to put them on. Pretty weird. His body, it wasn't hastily done. It was obviously done in a matter of confusion. Like he was, they said that the way he was dressed was obvious. It was obvious to everybody who saw it. And we need to take that into consideration that it was said he was dressed as if whatever dressed him or whoever dressed him had no idea how to dress a person with these weird clothes that he had. His hair was cut. It was cropped short, very crudely. His body was covered in burn marks on his head, neck, shoulders. His face, it was reported, showed absolute terror. His face was frozen in this expression of horror. But there were no injuries to explain what actually caused the death. Yes, he did have injuries, but nothing deemed outwardly fatal. Now, the burns were said to be covered in a weird ointment, which could not be identified by scientists. There was some strange ointment that had been placed on the burns, but no one knew what the hell this stuff was. We'll get into that. What happened to him? How did he end up in Todd Morton? I'm probably saying that wrong, and if you're from there, I apologize. Those questions haven't been answered. But this hasn't stopped speculation and the development of some quite outlandish theories, as you can imagine, something this weird. One tabloid newspaper suggested that Zygmunt had been abducted and killed by aliens because aliens and his body dumped on top of the coal pile. Others put forward theories that he had been killed by KGB forces or had been left dazed and confused after being struck by ball lightning or some unidentified phenomenon like that. The alien abduction theories were actually given a further boost by Alan Godfrey. He was the policeman who had been called to the coal yard <laughs> where Adamski's body had been found. Now listen to that. How weird is that? This is probably the only case that I know of where there were whispers of maybe aliens or something like that, right? But the person who was solely responsible for that theory still being around and being as prevalent as it is is from one of the investigating officers. That does not happen. In November of 1980, five months after Adamski's body was found, Constable Godfrey had his own encounter with a UFO, actually, less than a mile away from the coal yard. Now, the respected policeman, very respected, he made a sketch of the UFO. And, <laughs> yeah, we're going to go deep here. Later, under hypnosis... He told a story about taking aboard the UFO and given a physical examination by two non-human entities. The policeman's UFO story made headlines around the world. But not only that, they said that he did sustain some wounds during his examination and uh, they had used this salve that they put on him to cover up the wounds, apparently to make them heal faster. However, he believes that it is possible that Adamsi was... Taken by aliens. He's 70 years old now. He told the examiner the story he told under hypnosis was, and he says this, this is out of his own mouth. He said it was probably merely a dream or influenced by the investigation that he had, especially with linking that ointment, you know, into it. He said, and I quote, I never said I was abducted by aliens, but I was taken by something not of this world. I don't know what else I could be. <laughs> I have my theories, actually. But that's for a different episode. 
He says it is possible that Adamski was taken by a UFO or aliens specifically. Uh, he said, and I quote again, I'm open minded. I cannot rule it out. Keep in mind, I was the investigating officer and this is my theory. Again, this is so weird that that comes from one of the investigators. That never happens. Mr. Godfrey doesn't believe Adamski was murdered. Although he said a more senior police colleague in 1980 believed that he'd been murdered. He thinks that Mr. Adamski didn't die where he was found, but he was placed there by someone or something. That's obvious. Why? Because the only coal, and you know how coal is. <laughs> Even if you don't know, you can imagine. You barbecue and shit, right? We're talking about finely ground coal here. And on top of that, it was uh, where they were discarding the larger pieces. So we have the ground coal, and then we have the large chunks of it that made up this pile. The only coal that was found on him was where he was making contact with the pile, the back of him. No coal found anywhere else. If you know anything about coal, it gets absolutely fucking everywhere. It's like smashing two uh, uh, chalkboard erasers together. I mean, it gets everywhere. And it was only on his back? Wasn't on his shoes, wasn't anywhere else. Which, to me, anyway, completely kills the he climbed up there. Just saying. He was on top of the coal pile on his back. No coal on him. That's important. That is significant. And I don't need to stretch to prove that. We have photographs. Yes, they're not easy to see, but there are photos. His eyes were wide open. He had burn marks all over him. Why the hell would he climb up a stack of coal? especially in that condition, and managed to keep all the coal off of him, which I tell you, as I sit here, it is impossible. Okay? It's impossible. <laughs> that coal is going to be in your... <laughs> just climbing up that thing, if you were as careful as you could possibly be, they're going to find that coal in your fucking nostrils, they're going to find it in your eyelashes, it's going to be all over your clothes. Coal gets everywhere. Although the coroner reported an open verdict, ruling that Adamski had died of a heart attack, Mr. Godfrey says there's a lot of unanswered questions, and I agree with him. The ointment on the back of his neck. Samples were sent to a home office laboratory. Couldn't identify it. As in, they could not identify its chemical composition. They looked at it, and they could not find out what the fuck it was. It didn't pop up as anything. You got to keep in mind when they examine this kind of stuff, they try to find some base chemicals or some base uh, molecules, right? They try to see if it's water-based, if it's any, uh, if it is similar to this compound or this compound or this compound. So they look for specific kind of molecules. So if there's iron in it, it's going to red flag it. If there's copper in it, it's going to red flag that. If it's water, it's going to red flag that. It's going to see, you know, it, all the way down to the elements themselves. If it has a lot of oxygen, it's going to do that. It's going to ping things, even if it's makes up less than 1%. Listen to this. I've seen this happen. It's going to ping things that it's, Make up its chemical composition, even if it's less than 1% of what you're examining, down to the elements, okay? If it has oxygen, nitrogen, helium, these are the most common ingredients in the universe. This is what makes up you, me, stars, everything. Nothing lit up. Nothing. That is weird on its own. There have been supposed implants 
that have been taken out of supposed abductees. They examine these things and they do find weird shit, especially about the manufacturer, that they're too perfect, that they're too well done, that they look hand forged. But these things are tiny, in some cases, microscopic. They do find weird stuff. But whenever they examine them, they always identify something, some kind of element that we know about. Iron, oxygen, copper, it always pops up. Always. These are common elements in the universe. This stuff is everywhere. When they examine things like uh, mysterious things, right? Like angel hair, the glob that, you know, the glob, remember the globby stuff? We'll have to do that on the show. The globby stuff that rained down in, uh, where was it? Uh, was it Ohio or Wisconsin? Something like that. When stuff like that, we have no idea what the hell it is. A, a rock from Mars, right? <laughs> if you examine this damn thing, it's going to show you these base elements that are in it. It freaks me out on its own that this salve, that this ointment popped up nothing. Nothing. And these aren't only base elements that they try to find in this thing. There's probably every element in the periodic table on there, right? It'd be smart if you're trying to identify this. Nothing? Nothing? <laughs> Weird. But you got to think, did they find nothing or is that what they reported, right? So, Mr. Godfrey said he will never forget the look on Adamski's face. He said, th 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 this is a direct quote again, I did my homework. Those eyes were staring up at me. I was looking down on him from a foot away. Those eyes sent a shudder down my spine. I knew something wasn't right. They were wide open. He had a look of someone who had seen something that scared him to death. He didn't say someone. He said something. Seen something that had scared him to death. His initial immediate reaction, listen to his words, were something's not right. Cops don't say that, <laughs> right? They have to investigate. This guy's probably murdered, this or that. Well, yeah, this is a kind of theory that I'm having. Cops usually don't speak like that. Uh, something right, right here. And you know damn well how we meant it. Something is off. Something is amiss. Something is unnatural here. He said something or someone, okay, something or someone put him on top of that pile of coal. And something scared him to death. Later, Mr. Godfrey spoke to the pathologist who carried out the post-mortem on Adamski's body. He said it was a classic case of someone who had been scared to death. And the... A medical examiner, he was terrified to put that on the autopsy report because, you know, this, <laughs> he didn't want to be ostracized. He said, I wish I could put this, and I'm quoting again, I wish I could put this on the autopsy report. My personal opinion, this guy was scared to death, but I'm going to put it down as a heart attack. This former policeman has no idea how the body ended up on the coal pile. And honestly, I don't either. How he got there, I don't know. Something had to put him up there. He didn't climb there. That is apparent. Common fucking sense, okay? Like we do on this show. Common sense, which is never used in the study of the paranormal anymore. Something He did not climb up there. He was placed very, very carefully and very gently on top of that coal. There was barely an impression under his body. Pretty weird. I don't know how he got there. 
Mr. Godfrey, uh, he recently self-published a book which includes details of the Adomsky case. Um, said it has similarities with the alleged alien abduction of American logger Travis Walton, Arizona, 1975. We all know the story about Travis Walton. Missing for five days, turned up alive. Barely. There are similarities. When Travis Walton was examined, they found out that he had not eaten or drank anything in five days. And granted, he was pretty... He was. He wasn't in the. He wasn't feeling the best when he came back. He should have been dead. He had suffered tremendous trauma. And one thing that you'll learn about Travis Walton that you won't read anywhere else is that it was the doctor's conclusion. This is disgusting, but it's true. It was the doctor's conclusion that one of his eyes had been removed and placed back in. That was her personal <laughs> observation. One of his eyes apparently was really fucked up. And Tinkley, local people still talk about this, as you can imagine. Neil Beecham, who in 1980 was a reporter of the Morley Observer, said, Mr. Adomsky's mysterious disappearance 37 years ago has always troubled me, and it's a topic of conversation for the tight-knit community of, uh, I always say this wrong, Tingley, even to this day. Some commentators have suggested that Mr. Adomsky may have been abducted, but not by extraterrestrials. See, 10 years ago, uh, what I found out was, through my own personal research, there were two British UFO UFO investigators that looked into the case again. They decided to do a really in-depth investigation on their own. According to their reports, they discovered that at the time he disappeared, Mr. Adomsky was actually in the midst of a feud with a family member who was having marital problems and had moved in with the Adomsky couple. Like sands through the hourglass, right? But this, but it is important. The investigators believe that Mr. Adomsky's disappearance may have been an abduction linked to that feud. Mr. Godfrey has no information on this angle, but he said, we had no reason to suspect any members of the family. I interviewed them myself. That carries a shitload of weight if it comes from the guy that actually did it. Les Haywitt. Uh, in an article for, uh, what are my notes? Uh, Historic Mysteries says the family members believed Mr. Adomsky was abducted and held in a barn before having a heart attack. He concludes, the bizarre fact of this case, clothes that were improperly fastened, the body dumped atop a coal heap without any noticeable disturbance, burns that were reported to be only two days old with an unidentified gel substance, only one day of beard growth. What does that mean? That he was shaved. Yeah. Threw in a barn by himself? Who the fuck shaved him? What did he shave with? Huh? They didn't find anything. Was he thrown in there with a barber? Did one of the cows learn how to do it? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Just saying. And another strange encounter with a UFO by the police investigator around that time. Lead us all to imagine all kinds of weird outcomes. This barn theory falls flat for me. You've got to look at everything. And just tell me what your initial gut reaction is. He was shaved. His hair was cut in a very crude manner. If you cut your own hair, you're not going to be all willy-nilly with it. You want yourself to not look like a crazy person, especially if you've been missing. Right? Or if you're scared for... That was my phone, by the way. Sorry. Or if you're missing or scared for your life or what have you. Think about this. He was shaved. His clothes were removed and put back on. Not by himself. It's the cop that says he wasn't done in some drugged state. 
we've got to examine the gut reactions of these people who were actually there and witnessed it. Their words are very specific. It looked like he was dressed by somebody who had no concept of clothing. And again, not to be a smartass, but unless he was thrown in there with a barber or the cows, you know, just learned how to cut hair or were trying, you know, in order to go out there and be a part of society and open their own barber shops, which would be awesome. <laughs> if you were a cow and you had your own barber shop, what would you name it? Let me know. <laughs> Comment. <laughs> send me send me a message. Let me know. But um, it just falls flat for me. A writer for the website, The Iron Skeptic, I like that name, that concluded that Aliens played no part in Adamski's death. And how do they prove this? Well, they can't. So they just say, this case is another example of a story that sounds good at first, but that dis dissolves under direct scrutiny. What direct scrutiny, may I ask? Because I'm showing some direct scrutiny as well as some common sense here, and I don't see any reason to disprove that it was aliens. Honestly, I really don't. There are so many stories of space alien abduction. Is that why you say it dissolves under direct scrutiny? Is because you don't believe it yourself? <laughs> right? Think about it. His um, argument, his proof that it dissolves under direct scrutiny is his statement that there's so many stories of abduction. So that disproves that he was <laughs> taken by aliens because there's so many stories of it? No, I, I, I'm, reading under, I'm reading in between the lines here. You're saying it wasn't aliens because you're sick of hearing it. That is obvious. James Turnbull, the coroner, who dealt with Adamski's death, told the BBC in 2003 that it was the weirdest one of his career, but he was not convinced by any theory relating to aliens or paranormal activity. But on the other hand, he said, and I quote, the question of where he was before he died and what led to his death keeps me up at night. This is a coroner saying this. Okay? Not everybody, when they go into the, you know, funeral home, looks like a you know, gently resting porcelain doll. That's not what you see in the casket. This, 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 this boy's a coroner. And he says this. So where are we at with it? I looked at the pictures last night. I really went into depth with these. And it, you have to be careful when you look up the pictures of Zygmunt Adamski. Because... I guess it wasn't Unsolved Mysteries, but there was some show around the time that did a reenactment of the discovery of the body. And you'll you'll accidentally find pictures of that, <laughs> of that reenactment. So you got to be careful and make sure that you're getting the actual photos of Zygmunt Adamski. But once you can discern between the actual photo and the recreation, which they did a pretty good job, just pay attention to the... Um, Pay attention to the coroner's report, which you can get, the police report, which you can get, and the position of the body. The reenactment, they've screwed that up a little bit. So after some, once you know your homework, once you do your homework, you'll be able to tell which ones are real, which ones are not. I, I have to look at the, at the body. Like the Guaraparenga mutilation. That brings some memories back, doesn't it? Especially if you're an avid listener of the show. Does it make you think of the Guaraparenga mutilation? Does to me. We're seeing something kind of similar here. This guy wasn't violently fucking cored out and destroyed like the Guaraparenga mutilation case was. Listen to that one if you want some context. It's a good episode. One of our favorites. 
one of your favorites. They, you guys really like that one. But we need to look at what's there. We need to have some common damn sense, right? This is what we have. We're not going to stretch. No preconceived things. We're just going to use our brains, which it blows my mind that when we're investigating these things nowadays, I don't know if it's television's fault or reality TV's fault or the fault of the rating system or MTV, you know, this reality-based format. I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know who started it, but sensationalism has taken the place of common sense. I know, right? <laughs> it's like that everywhere you're saying to yourself, but I'm just talking about paranormal investigation. I could devote a podcast just to how screwed up the media is, <laughs> right? I could start a podcast just for that. But we're just talking about paranormal investigation. I don't know what happened. It turned into this thing to where you're not investigating properly if you don't come up with some kind of results. You got to be like the History Channel and just believe everything you hear. Right? <laughs> the History Channel, like Ancient Aliens and stuff, so entertaining. I love that show. I'm obsessed with it. I love that show. Why? Because I think it's the funniest thing on TV. It is hilarious. It's unintentionally comedic. <laughs> it is. Because they hear these things and... Yeah, <laughs> Gregorio, you know, the guy with the crazy hair, him in particular, I love you. I love you, dude. But, you know, everything he hears in the, on the History Channel, they're just like, what? Abraham Lincoln was a fucking reptilian lizard man who lived underground? Whoa. <laughs> That's the general attitude of ancient aliens. And you know that half of these people don't really subscribe to that or think that way. Or maybe they do. And that's why the show is so entertaining. Because they found people who are just rabidly locked into their own mindset. You know, and not... <laughs> I do think they've they've tackled some legitimate things. But it's... it's and like I said, it's unintentionally silly. Is that... Is it the History Channel's fault? I don't know. But common sense is gone. So let's use some of it. And I think, really, I think this is what makes Strange Places what it is, is that we are one of the very few who does this, who examines it as a detective would, who examines this as, what we, this is what we have. What do we have? A guy who's found on a 10-foot high, 10-foot high, mound of coal. You're not going to think 10 feet's pretty big, but when you're looking at a pile of coal, that's a shitload of coal. We know for a fact he did not climb up there because the only coal found on him was where he was laying down. He was gently placed from above. Nobody is mentioning that. Nobody. He was gently placed on that pile of coal from above. If he didn't walk up there, then how the fuck did he get up there? He didn't fall because there was no... Uh, <laughs> Impact, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I was going to say blast radius. There's no impact radius from anybody who fell into that coal. And it wasn't all over him. It's common sense to conclude that he was lowered gently onto that coal. That is something you cannot do quietly. I don't care if it was first thing in the morning, if it was late at night. You're going to need a, to gently do it. I was going to say you need some kind of cat machine, excavator or something, but that's not going to gently do it, is it? You're going to have to basically roll him and only get it right once. 
So (laughs) unless you're pretty well-versed and practiced at throwing dead bodies onto stuff with a cat machine, you're not going to get it done. And I think to myself, what's the only thing that really could have done it? Crane. Is somebody going to notice somebody using a crane when, you know, the place is supposed to be shut down and no one's working the mine? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Everybody notices a crane in fucking operation. You're especially going to notice a crane if it's got a person on it. He didn't fall. He didn't climb. And there was no other equipment that could have been used to put him on there vertically, gently, not rolled, placed. That is a big one. No one reported seeing a crane in operation or anything that could have done that cherry picker, whatever. Because you got to think about that too. Maybe if they had some kind of cherry picker, something like that, a couple of guys could have had, you know, could have had him and then gently placed him on there. No one reported seeing any of that stuff. Mine was shut down. No, people know nobody's supposed to be there right now. Right. So if people knew that there was stuff going on and equipment being used, somebody would have reported it. Where does that lead us? Think about this. We know he was placed on top. We know, we know. I w- w- Nobody reported this. Nobody reported it. The cops didn't say anything. So, sorry kids, it did not happen. That it was not done with any of the shop equipment or, you know, the mining equipment, whatever they had there, period. Period. What does that leave us? I have no fucking idea. What? do we know of that could gently lower somebody onto a 10 foot pile of coal and not leave coal anywhere? I can think of something, but I don't know if you're going to like it. Huh? (laughs) Is it what you're thinking of? Yeah, it could have been, but was it aliens? Let's look at the, let's look at the face. Okay. Corner. Straight up says, I've seen a lot of shit. You know, not verbatim, obviously. <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff. This freaked me out. This guy works around dead bodies. He knows what he's looking at. This guy died of fright. If a coroner says that he's died of fright, guess what? He died of fright. Whether that's on the report or not. You don't want to be a kook, especially when people are talking about aliens and stuff. Right? That makes that ostracizes you. That makes you a pariah in your own gamut, in your own community. Your own area of expertise. You don't want to do that. If I was a coroner, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. If I'm going to be a social justice warrior in the unemployment line, no, I'm not going to do that. Sorry, but when anybody's faced with that, they're going to be like, ah, I better back off this alien shit. Let's say something else. Still tell the truth, but, you know, that's exactly what he did. Heart attack. But coroner says, if a coroner <laughs> says somebody died of fright, guess what? That's how they died. So that's how we know. He died of fright. Fear-induced heart attack. Okay? Let's keep looking at this. Lowered on there gently by something that I can't explain. A technology that was not in that fucking mine, I can tell you that. That by a piece of equipment that they did not have. I'm not saying it was a UFO. I'm saying that's what comes to mind. But we know for sure that it was a piece of equipment that was not in that coal mine. Period. He died of fright, is what the coroner said. He did not climb up that pile. That, that's been established. The strange ointment that was found on him. No elements found? Nothing? 
no trace of any of the elements that we as human beings have discovered. Uh, that one wants to point me to an obvious conclusion, but, but, we're dealing with people walking around talking about aliens and shit here. And this is a, a guy is dead. This is an official police investigation. Now tell me for one second, if you were analyzing this sap and something went wrong, one of your machines went goofy or said, oh, we can't find anything or, you know, I don't know. Something went wrong during this, right? And there's people outside talking about aliens and shit. You don't want to propagate that. Nobody would. Because like I said, you don't want to be ostracized in your own fucking professional community. And it still happens to this day. I don't care who you are. I don't care how righteous you think you are with the UFO thing and all that. You're not going to jeopardize your job. Because you know, you've seen a lot of people have and they've regretted that shit. Even Bob Lazar. So, you're going to say, oh, didn't find nothing. Right? Did they find something and they're not reporting it? Would that screw up the investigation? Are they willingly withholding information? Possibly. Could it be a KGB cover-up? Could it be a government cover-up? Oh, absolutely. You can't tell me for one second that the governments of the world, especially the superpowers, you can't tell me for one second that governments have technologies we don't know about. I don't I, personally, it's my belief that it's just not alien. It's not only aliens up there flying around in these discs, people. These discs were back engineered. We've been working on these things and I don't need to stretch to prove it. My grandfather worked in aerospace for 36 years. Yeah, he worked at Roar Aerospace, BF Goodrich. He worked in aerospace for 36 years. And he straight up told me, when the public finds out about a piece of technology, we knew about it two decades before. And I said, why? And he said, because the government needs to step in and make sure that this isn't a problem for national security. Once they've utilized it to its potential and really studied it and found out that it's not going to cause any problems, they release it. Those were his exact words. He said, we were messing around with things like tablets back in the 80s. Now, all of a sudden, iPads come out. He's like, why do you think I wasn't all that surprised? Or why I didn't say anything? My grandfather helped design the propulsion system for the stealth. Yeah, he was big up there, boy. He helped design that propulsion system. So when he sits me down as a kid and says... I don't want to talk about it alone. Me and him in his fucking bedroom well after his retirement saying... Big Brother's always listening. I take that to the bank. And when he said we were screwing around with stuff before anybody even knew it publicly, of course the question all came up about the UFOs and stuff like that. And my grandpa just kind of solemnly nodded and he goes, well, I can't really talk about that. He didn't say, no, that's not real. He didn't say, oh, that's bullshit. Don't listen to it. He said, I can't talk about that. Very specific choice of words. And my grandpa wasn't a bullshitter. What he said, you can take it to the bank. I said, are they back engineered or are they really aliens? And my grandpa said, what would you do if you found out that aliens existed and had this technology? You want the technology. Obviously. You want this technology. This would change the world. At least for you. Would it change the world for the public? I don't know. It's up to you. Well, my grandpa said, logically, what would you do? And the first thing out of my mouth was, strike a deal. Grandpa said, exactly. 
and left it at that. Such an odd look on his face. I'm fucking serious. This is from a guy who helped design the propulsion system for the stealth. My grandpa went out to bases that he can't tell us about in the middle of the fucking desert all the way. And he would not tell you much. It was his theory, from what I gathered, from what little he told me, that uh, these things were back-engineered, that it's not just aliens up there flying this stuff. That's apparent, and that's obvious. And this is from somebody who worked in that field for a long time. During the time in question, <laughs> keep that in mind too, <laughs> right? During the time in question. You straight up asked me, well, if these beings had this technology, you want it, what would you do? Without even thinking, the first thing out of my mouth was strike a deal. And what are his words? Exactly. That still to this day sends shivers down my spine. He never gave much away, but what little he did let slip rocked my fucking world. So... With that said, could it have possibly be, have been the KGB? Could it have possibly been the government using a technology we don't know about or some kind of device that they got in there and clandestinely did it? Yeah, you bet your ass. Very possible. Let's examine the clothing. He was shaved. His hair was cut. That's fucking weird. He wasn't dressed hastily. He was dressed in a, in a confused manner. They didn't find any amount of drugs in his system, man. They didn't find anything like that. It was obvious. His hair was cut, he was shaved, and he was dressed. Either post-mortem or pretty damn close to it. That bugs me. When it comes from the people who investigated this thing, saying that he was dressed by something that had like no concept of what clothes were like, well, I saw him wearing these pants. I guess this is how they go. Not knowing how they're fastened and stuff like that. But look, this is something that nobody's mentioned. Okay. That kind of bugs me. If you're this hyper intelligent species that has, tra that has mastered interstellar travel, you can't figure out a fucking zipper. You can't figure out a button. Nobody has mentioned that in this entire, every article that I read, nobody's mentioned it. If you were capable of interstellar travel, right, of abducting people and bringing them back, and all, you know, if you were capable of all this crazy shit, you can't figure out shirt buttons or pants or whatever. I know it's a little bit of a stretch. An alien race, somehow knowing... How our clothes work. Yeah, they put our pants on backwards. They would struggle to figure out what a shirt is. But I'm pretty sure they could operate a goddamn button. Or a zipper. Or learn, or at least crudely tie a pair of shoes. Which his shoes were not tied, by the way. Isn't that reasonable to assume? Yes, it's an assumption. But isn't that fucking reasonable? So, our final conclusion. I know we went a bit over, but this is an interesting one. What killed Zygmunt Adamski? That's obvious. He died of a fear-induced heart attack. How did he get on that pile of coal and who did it? He was lowered. Very gently onto the pile. I keep going back to that, but that shit is important. Who did it? It's only one of two. Someone who had the ability to lower him on there without nobody noticing... 
or being able to shut everybody up. And you would think after this long has passed, someone would have said something. Right. Or, you know, you know, or they had, you know, some kind of technology that we don't know about. They were able to cloak a little UFO or place them on there or something. Or I hate to be one of those people, but it was extraterrestrial. Was it possible that humans could have done this? Oh, yeah, for sure. But there's something about the method that is not right. Just like the Guadaparanga mutilation. I'm coming to the pretty much the same conclusion. There is a factor here where something was used in which we don't know about it. Right? There is something included in this investigation that we have no frame of reference for. Something was used that we are not aware of. And the possibility of it being aliens, listen to me, the possibility of it being aliens as well as the possibility of it being the government are just as likely. And that's where we have to stop because we can't examine further than that. That is the farthest we can go. I know, right? A paranormal investigation channel. (laughs) Stopping and not coming to some kind of conclusion. Oh my God, this is going to... If this was on TV, it would break. It would break television, right? <laughs> but we can't. We can't go any farther. This one, I'm not saying re- requires further study. I'm not saying it's proven. I'm not saying it's debunked. I'm saying that it's inconclusive. That's it. Just straight, one word, inconclusive. As to, wait a minute, that sounds weird though, doesn't it? Because if I say, if I say inconclusive, right, that remains, you know what? I know how to speak. I know how to English. But just out of curiosity, let's look up the Webster Dictionary definition of inconclusive. Okay. Not leading to a firm conclusion, not ending doubt or dispute. Hmm. No conclusion or definite result. We have a conclusion. We know how he died. We know how he got there. The only thing we don't know is who did it. Hmm. So, obviously this has to remain a mystery, unsolved. Okay, fine. I guess we do have to say requires further study. (laughs) I wanted to come up with something a little bit more clever there because we have a little bit more on this one, don't we? But I guess that's the only way we can do it with our little ranking system. Requires further study. What do you guys think about the case of Zygmunt Adamski? Let me know. Also answer that question too. If you were a cow and had a barbershop, what would you name it? I'm genuinely interested in this. So go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things Strange Places related. All the social media links are there as well as a link to get to our Patreon account where you can get early access to shows, bonus stuff, giveaways at certain tiers, ads for your business or charity, free art, all kinds of stuff. Little as a dollar a month, I am sure you'll find something in there that tickles your pickle. So check it out. Shout out to the patrons who do help, by the way. The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, David Haynes... I did it again. (laughs) Donald Haynes, David Peterson... Uh, you guys really, one of you has to change your name, okay? I'm going to start saying Chuck Norris and Donald Haynes. See, that just rolls off the tongue. David Peterson, Donald Haynes. Thank you very much. Uh, this show wouldn't be around, wouldn't be around without you guys. It wouldn't be around without you either, regular listener. Thanks for letting me have my break and not giving me too much shit about it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. Seriously. 
Are we ever going to run out of strange places to talk about? I don't think so. Because every town has a strange place, and maybe one day, we'll visit yours. The Strange Places podcast is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a music label for truly independent artists. They will distribute and share your music on every streaming platform the internet has to offer. And the best part is that you keep all of your royalties. In fact, DistroKid has made history, marking the first time that an artist on the charts made 100% of their earnings. This is the music industry's worst nightmare, giving indie artists complete control over their art. For only 20 bucks a year, you can upload unlimited music, and with the split feature, you can split a percentage of the earnings to your bandmates. If you click the affiliate link in this episode's description, you get 7% off the first year. But did I mention that after that, it's only 20 bucks a freaking year? I've been a musician for a long time. My music is heard all over the world, and yours should be too. Click the link in this episode's description to not only support Strange Places, but put control of your own music back into your hands. No contracts, no hidden clauses, no lovely coin men in their lovely, lovely suits. Thanks to DistroKid for being a sponsor and giving this old dog an audience. <laughs>